Hello, hello, and welcome to the Maternity Podcast, where we're talking all things mom. I am so excited for today's interview. Today we have Allie Kelly on the podcast. Allie Kelly is a mom of three and a small business owner, and she has so much wisdom and insight for you guys. And she's going to talk to us about how she creates recipes for her food blog, ways to cook at home more, ways to use leftovers better, and how to help picky eaters um, eat a healthy, nutritious diet. This episode is just packed with goodness. So I'm so excited that you're here listening. Okay, welcome, Allie. Thank you for being here. Um, We're just going to uh, start out by asking you kind of about your uh, journey as a mother. If you want to just kind of tell us kind of just a little bit about you and um, your story. Sure. So I have three kids. They're six, four, and two. And um, I actually, like, motherhood was not high on my priority list ever. (laughs) So a little bit abnormal, I guess, but like, I didn't, I didn't babysit a lot as a kid. Like I, it just wasn't really ever on my radar. Like kids kind of terrified me. And even after I got married, my husband and I weren't like super antsy to have children or anything. Um, so I waited until I was almost done with my master's degree. And, um, I had my first son, like two weeks after I defended my master's thesis. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that was exciting. Um, but, and, and like, I was excited to have him. He was planned. Like it was something that we were both, you know, ready to do. But I remember like having this moment of pure panic as I'm like in labor, right? Because, I don't know about you, but sometimes, I mean, like you, you, you know, you know that you're pregnant, you know that you're going to have the baby, but for some reason I was just like, well, like there's no turning back now. There's only one way out of this. He has to come out and then I'm a mom. And I started just, I wasn't like panicking, panicking, but like in my brain, I was like, what have I done? I, I I have zero experience. I did not take a class on this. Where is the owner's manual? <laughs> so, so I was very nervous. Um, and then funny side note, like in the midst of all this nervousness, um, I had to get an extra like liter of Pitocin, which is the hormone oxytocin, right? Um, and so in one of my classes, animal reproduction, we had this like whole... Uh, couple of classes on like how there's theories about how oxytocin uh, will will contribute to like mothering instinct so I just have this like vivid memory of laying in the hospital bed my newborn is asleep you know in like the little uh what are they called like plastic little container that's not the right word the little thing that they put your name in yes yeah like in the hospital the little like bed that they have for them um and I just remember thinking, like, it's going to be okay. I have an entire liter of mothering instinct going straight into my face. 
obviously I was very tired and you know a little loopy from medication so <laughs> little. yeah but I mean you kind of just fall into it right like you know your kids you you learn you grow you figure stuff out obviously you make mistakes along the way but for the most part I feel like my mothering journey has been um like a really good opportunity for me to kind of tap into this side of me that never really I never really cared about before and so I I don't know kids are great they're hilarious I mean caring for one is like a little more complicated than an animal but also like sometimes easier because they can speak to you kind of so you know (laughs) but it's good I think I think I would sometimes people ask me like well what do you do you like being a mom? Yes. I love being a mom. I would never change anything about being a mom. So even if it's like not on somebody's radar, I think eventually if you ever think like, oh, maybe I'd like to be a mom, go for it. I mean, there's no turning back once you do it, but (laughs) it's a good experience. (laughs) Yeah, That's awesome. I love that. I love that. Okay. I also am kind of an animal nerd. I, (laughs) I started up at Utah State doing animal science but I had to transfer because when I got married I just like it didn't work to go up there because we had to live too far away from my husband's job but um I we were dating at the time and I'd come home and he'd be like what are you doing I'm like I'm just looking at animal uteruses he's like why (laughs) I'm like this is awesome just look just look at these with me and he's like this is the worst day ever I'm like no look at these uteruses whoa look look at all the different shapes and he's just like "Uh." yeah it's really cool (laughs) that was like my favorite I'm with you. I think it's great. I think it's really cool. I'm like, I'm like, I'm mapping out all of the hormones that happen when a cow gives birth and starts lactating. And he's like, yeah, I hate my life. <laughs> Honestly, it's pretty applicable to motherhood. So it is. <laughs> While we're on that subject, Ali, can you kind of explain what your education is and like what you did your degrees in? Yeah, sure. So I have a bachelor's degree in animal dairy and vet science and my emphasis for that was biotechnology. So I worked in molecular cloning labs and did a lot of like animal to human medicine um, studies in the labs. And then my uh, master's degree is in ruminant nutrition and ruminants are just cows, goats, and sheep, anything with more than one stomach, basically. So. That's awesome. And you often on your Instagram, you're sharing how that is also, again, applicable to motherhood. I remember, I can't remember, <laughs> it was after some holiday, you posted on your stories about how you were like applying what you knew about nutrition for your kids. And you're just like, I just let them know what's healthy and let them decide. And I was like, I'm going to be like that. And I tried <laughs> yeah. it and my kid like ate just pure candy. So I was like, all right, maybe he needs to be a little older. <laughs> I know it's, it's hard to know sometimes. Usually this this is the only like mom hack that I have. Uh I just give them, you know, like a day to just I just tell them eat till you puke. Eat all the candy. Eat till you puke and then I hide it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's my only mothering trick. It's a good one. Hide the candy. Hide the candy. <laughs> <laughs> and then try not to eat it yourself. Right. That's the tricky part. Yeah. One of the things that's on your Instagram a lot, obviously, is like your recipes and stuff. And I just 
how do you come up with recipes? Because I think that's a tricky part. Like, it's really easy for a lot of us to just, like, follow the recipe in the cookbook or whatever. But how do you, like, come up with those recipes? Yeah, so that is a great question. (laughs) Um, I think a lot of it is just practice. So the more you cook, the more you kind of get a feel for, like, what flavors will go well together. And for me, cooking, I'm not, like, artsy. But I feel like cooking is kind of like where my creativity comes out. And so for me, it's like, it's, it's not stressful. It's fun to cook. And so once you kind of get a handle on like basic flavors, I'll just be in the kitchen, usually making something else. And while I'm making that, I'll think, oh, I like this would probably be good if I added, you know, this ingredient or that ingredient, or I wonder what would happen if I tried um, to make this this way. And so I usually just experiment with that kind of like foundational knowledge and sometimes it works, but sometimes it doesn't. (laughs) So I don't get it right every time, but that's kind of how I come up with the recipes. And usually I have like some kind of basic recipe for it. Like I have a thousand different cookie recipes on my website. That's an exaggeration. I have a lot of different cookie recipes on my website, but a lot of them have like the same base recipe. So I'm not starting from ground zero every time. And your recipes turn out good. I have zero. Like, I can't cook at all. Heather can attest to that. I don't know. Growing <laughs> up, I just, like, it's like, no, I want to go help dad. I don't want to be in the kitchen. And so I just didn't know. So I got married. And my mom, like, makes gourmet homemade meals, all like, for every meal, right? So I was like, I'm going to be so awesome. Turns out I can make, like, ramen noodles. So <laughs> I have been, like, seriously, like, you have yet to fail me. I have, like, your cookbook, and I am always on there. Jake's like, Yay. is this a recipe from Allie? And I'm like, yes. He's like, okay, I can eat it. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I love that so much. But you can cook. You can cook. I'm, I'm learning. When I, I guess I should yeah. say, when I got married, I was, like, ground zero, and I'm getting there. I was, yeah, like, I was good at baking, but I was not great at cooking like I, we threw away quite a few <laughs> bad meals <laughs> yeah we're, we're just just growing out of that stage now <laughs> it's okay <laughs> and I also this is shameless plug for your little course I think it's called cook more at home at more cook more at home yeah uh, yeah I bought that and took that and like seriously we hardly eat out at all anymore and, Are you serious? I yeah. love that so much. So it's it's really awesome. It's like, okay, everything that's like in your mind, you're like, okay, I can think of kind of like I need to organize my life, but like that's like this is how this will help you. Yeah, cuz it's really I mean, it's really about like being prepared, right? Mhm. And we live we live kind of far away from stuff like our local grocery store is like 10 minutes away there's like the teeny little one and we have to drive like almost an hour to like a walmart or anything so i'm like this or to eat out there's like two good places like 10 minutes away and then other than that you have to go way far and so it's like saving us so much money so if you are listening and you feel that same thing you should definitely go buy this course and it's super affordable too thank you thank you yeah it's it's just, you know, one of those, it's just a bunch of little tricks that will help you. Yeah, that we don't have to learn. I'll quickly just pay to hear you tell me what you've learned. <laughs> right, right. I mean, it's like it costs less than going out to eat. So I feel like it's worth it. Definitely. 
Yeah, it's actually funny on a side note. Literally, I bought that course and since then, almost every single ad on like Instagram, Facebook, everywhere is for that course. I'm like, I own it. I had never gotten advertisement for it before. I just like saw you talking about it and I'm like, now it's like advertising like crazy to me. I seriously don't even think I run ads for that. That is bizarre. <laughs> I don't know. I just like, see it everywhere. I'm making a note right now. <laughs> <laughs> Can you okay. explain for people who might not follow you or know what it is? Like, what is the course? What does it yeah. talk about? Yeah. So I have this course. It's called Cook More at Home. And I put it together. I had it kind of put together, but I really put it together and made it more accessible last year when um, everyone got shut down and people were kind of panicking <laughs> about having to cook at home or like, use things that they had at home because like grocery stores were empty and you couldn't find, you know, things that you normally find. So that's when I made it into this course that's uh it's on like a platform that makes it really easy. You can finish it in like under an hour. But basically it just goes through um instead of just giving you a meal plan, we kind of take a step back and we go through like how to organize your kitchen so that it can be efficient, so that you know what you have. Um, so that you're using what you already have at your house. And then we kind of talk about meal planning a little bit. And then moving forward, I kind of say, okay, now that you have this information, when you're going grocery shopping, you should know like, okay, we like these meals. This is what I need to buy. And that way you don't end up with like, you know, boxes of unopened stuffing in your fridge or throwing out that bag of spinach every week that you never ate. So I think it it's helpful because you don't go out to eat as much and then also you're wasting less. So you're not, you know, wasting money buying things you don't need or you're not throwing things out that you've purchased that you won't use. Yeah, it's awesome. So I guess also we should backtrack because if people don't know, you're a food blogger, obviously. Do you want to talk kind of about how you got into that, how you decided to become a food blogger? Yeah. So, um kind of a weird story but during my undergrad and my grad um, degrees I was kind of you know trying to figure out what career (laughs) I was gonna have because you spend all this money on school you know you should probably think about what job (laughs) you're gonna do with your education and um, nothing like was really what I wanted to do and what I really wanted to do because I had a few classes that addressed um the lack of communication that happens between farmers and ranchers and consumers. And I um, went into my education with zero farming or ranching experience. I don't come from that background at all. And so I knew what it felt like to be 100% clueless and to be confused and not even know like the right words to use to ask a question and to feel stupid asking a question and all of that. And so I was like, I, I'm the perfect person to do this because I, I understand where the consumer is coming from. And now I understand all the farming and ranching practices and how they, you know, are working towards sustainability and protecting the environment, all of those sorts of things. And there's a lot of misconceptions, you know, with food labels and farming practices that sound scary and all that kind of thing. And so... um. <laughs> Bless my husband's heart. After I graduated, I was like, so I'm not getting a real job. (laughs) I'm going to start my own business. (laughs) 
he was like, okay, great. I believe in you. Um, and I sucked. I failed so hard because I initially was going to try and do like nutrition consulting and then just do like social media for fun and talk about agriculture. And that didn't work out. So like over a few years, I kind of figured out that I could make money with um, sharing recipes and having a food blog much more easy, easily than I could like trying to get because I make money from ads. And so you need like so many people to look at your site, right, to make dollars. And there's just not that many people that are like Googling things about agriculture or like having a hobby farm. And so with food, there's unlimited possibilities. And so by having the food blog side, um, that kind of allowed me to use that um, love of cooking that I've always kind of had. And food obviously ties into agriculture. And so I could kind of tie those together and talk about like the farming behind the food and share recipes that go along with it. And my ultimate goal is I just want people to understand that choices in the grocery store are what like they're the definition of freedom like having a choice is freedom right um the ability to choose is so powerful and I want you to I want my audience to understand when they walk into the grocery store how their food is produced where it comes from and I want them to feel confident about what they are buying you know, whether you're buying conventional or whether you're buying organic, I want you to feel confident and good about it and know why you're purchasing it. I don't care what you purchase. I just want you to understand why you're purchasing it. And I don't want, I never want any mom, like, I just think about like a mom who's working so hard to get dinner on the table. I never want her to walk into the store and just feel awful because she can't afford like a certain label, right? And and I think we can eradicate that kind of guilt because moms don't need any more guilt. <laughs> I think we can eliminate that kind of guilt, you know, by this kind of education and helping people understand where their food comes from. So that was a really long answer to your question. <laughs> no, I love that you touched on, I was actually going to ask what you, if you have like one message to moms, especially moms in the like stage with little kids, like what they would say, yeah. what you would say yeah, to them. I think, I think, um, yeah, I think that's the main thing is like, there's so many, <laughs> there are so many messages telling you what you should do for every part of motherhood. And it's completely overwhelming, right? And so, and feeding your kids, you do that like, I mean, at least once a day, probably three times a day, if you're home with them all the time. And it gets so old, and it can be so frustrating. And so, if I can just alleviate a little bit of that stress, of that guilt, I just want you to know like the food in the store is safe. Buy what you can afford and don't stress about what you're feeding your kids because if you're doing your best and you're offering choices, they're going to be just fine. For sure. While you're talking about feeding kids, what are your tips for like cooking for kids? Because I know lots of times people have little kids that are like really picky and like don't want to eat stuff. So what are your tips on cooking food that your kids will actually eat? Yeah, so I'm a little unconventional when it comes to feeding kids. And we have um, one rule about food. 
well, I guess, so one rule and one guideline. The rule is if it's something new, we try one bite three times. So like one night we'll have it, they try a bite, another, right? And if after three times they're like, corn is not my jam, I'm like, okay, fine, that's that's fine. I can't do mushrooms, so I get it. Um, and then the guideline is they can be done whenever they want to be done. I just ask, is your belly full? Like, do you feel like you've got enough to eat? And if they say yes and they took zero bites, that's all right. <laughs> and I let them get down. Um, and so I actually don't like cater my cooking to my kids at all. I make what I know. I just use ingredients that I know we all like. So when you're cooking with for kids, especially if um, in the past, like if you're trying to get away from making like four meals <laughs> for everybody in your house, I know that can be super stressful. Um, the best way to start is just by offering things that are familiar. So like if your kid really loves ground beef, you could make a new dish, but use ground beef. Or if they love cheese, like my daughter is a fanatic about cheese. Example, we had chili tonight. My kids are not wild about chili. I know this. And so before I came down to dinner, I said, we're having chili. I don't care if you want to eat it or not. I, I put cheese out if you want to sprinkle cheese on top. So they came down and they sprinkled cheese on top. She ate the pieces that had cheese on them <laughs> and then she was dead. <laughs> and that's but that's okay because and then afterwards she was like oh I actually decided I like chili <laughs> so I mean that could change in an hour but it just offering things that are familiar and just being this is hard especially if you're tired at like dinner time what I don't know what it is about 5 p.m but it is a hard time of day so just be completely neutral about the food like you're not personally attached to the food. Nobody is personally attached to the food. You offer the food. Nobody's feelings are hurt if the food doesn't get eaten. And I think the less <laughs> you react, the, the less they will care, if that makes sense. So I just, I just say offer things that are familiar. Um, try to offer a variety of things. And then if they don't eat it, hold all of the frustration inside <laughs> and try not to care. And also I have some good tips on what to do with leftovers your kids don't touch too because I know that throwing food away sucks. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I feel like I'm just rambling when you ask me questions. <laughs> no, you have so much good information. I'm loving it. I want to know what your tips are for keeping the, or you can just share one if you don't want to share a bunch. What yeah. is your tip for keeping that leftovers? Well, so so as you know, because you've taken my course, um, I am a big fan of the freezer. I think the freezer is a great tool. So um, depending on what we're having, like, okay, usually this is what happens. I'll offer something for a meal and like they don't eat all of the veggies or like not very many of the veggies. Um, and so I will just freeze them. And if they're cooked, I toss them in smoothies because they're soft and my kids really like smoothies and I don't hide the fact that I'm putting them in smoothies um but I just make I just have little bags in my freezer and I label them like smoothie pack and so as we have leftover fruits or veggies like veggies that will you know like blend well in a smoothie um I'll just toss them in the bag and then when the bag is like 
full enough for a smoothie, I'll toss it in the blender and we'll make a smoothie. And so that's a great way to use those like tiny little leftovers because if they didn't eat it for dinner, like they're not going to eat it reheated for lunch, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then another thing that I do is this works well with cooked or raw veggies. Um, if it's like just a bunch leftover that we have like in the pan or something, um, I'll make little packs um, and label them like stir fry or soup or pot pie. And those are great recipes to use up like a mix of vegetables um, or even like omelets, uh, like breakfast veggies. So like I'll do like peppers, onions and squashes. I'll toss those in a bag. And then if I'm having an omelet, you know, I have like a, a little bit of veggies to toss in the omelet. Um, and same with like any kind of soup, really, like you can just toss veggies and soup and they go well. Or if it's just something that you really don't want to eat again, because sometimes that happens, right? Like we make something and we think it's going to be great and it's just not great. Yeah. <laughs> um, giving it to your chickens is always a great option. But if you don't have chickens, um, I just also have bags in my freezer labeled veggie stock and I'll just toss it in there and then I'll make my veggie stock, um, which essentially you just boil water and a bunch of veggies and then after you do that, the vegetables are spent, so you're not going to use them because you've boiled everything out of them. And so then you can throw them away or compost them or whatever you want to do. So those are just a few of the ways I – because I really hate throwing away food. And that's the most frustrating part about kids probably is you go to all the effort and then they don't eat it. And then you're like, well, now what do I do with a whole pepper? Yeah, for sure. That is frustrating. <laughs> I hate throwing food away so much. Yeah. That was that was packed with some stuff. I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to for sure re-listen to this <laughs> episode. While we're on the food tip topic, uh, what is your, like, favorite recipe that you can throw together, which is, like, stuff that you would normally have in your house? Oh, that's a good question. Okay, uh, probably pasta. I, I could just eat pasta every day and be 100% happy. <laughs> And pasta is great because if you have noodles, you can pretty much just toss them with butter and call it good. Or if you have a few veggies to throw in there, some cream. I am all about a creamy, cheesy sauce. So usually I have pasta. I have cream always in my fridge. I always have butter and I always have cheese. <laughs> I guess I just always have dairy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to share with Oh, in your um, message, you said, where should someone start if they don't know anything? Oh, yes. And actually, that was a great question. I had to think about that one. So I think the best way to just get started cooking is to just go for it. Pick a really easy recipe, <laughs> preferably one you've had before and like can get from your mom or a friend or, you know, somebody you know um and then just start and you're probably gonna mess up so just plan on throwing some food away messing up and having to try again but that's the great thing about cooking is even if you mess up it can still turn out great so don't get caught up in like the pinterest picture or whatever because i post pinterest pictures and like 90 percent of the food time my food does not look like that <laughs> That's comforting. Yeah. 
Yeah, those are very styled, very styled. Yeah, that, that's good. I feel like it's hard to make food look good, but not terribly hard to make it taste good. Yeah, for sure, for sure. How do you go about doing your meals for a week? Like, are you a like meal planning person where you plan it out for a week and go and buy all your ingredients? Or are you like a just get like general ingredients and kind of figure it out as you go? How do you go about that? that is, that's a great question. Um, I like to plan a week at a time. Um, and it kind of depends on what I have in my freezer. <laughs> so usually we have like a quarter beef in our freezer and a significant amount of other meats depending on like what I've purchased. So usually I plan according to that just because I know I have that. Um, but for like long-term planning, every month I know like, okay, I'm going to make probably four beef recipes, probably four chicken recipes, um, probably like five pasta dishes. And so then I can kind of go through and see, okay, I know that I have enough beef. I know that I have enough chicken. I'm running short on, you know, these ingredients. And that way I can restock like my staples. And then when I'm actually like planning for the week, usually I don't have to buy very much at the store. And it's just like a handful of fresh things like milk or eggs or um, parsley because I use an outrageous amount of parsley. <laughs> but stuff like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I feel like that's also super helpful if you aren't like super close to a grocery store to like plan yeah. out, but you don't necessarily, because I'm not someone I have tried to be like, all right, you know, like Monday, we're going to eat this for breakfast, this for lunch, this for dinner. And I just cannot, I cannot stick to that. I never feel like I'm never in the mood for what I planned. Like you also don't want to go to the yeah. store every single day to try and get something when you have to, you know, that's like a half hour trip for me to go to the store yeah. and grab one thing. I'm the same. Well, and I think especially if you have little kids, sometimes you just get to the end of the day and you're like, okay, that meal is 100% not happening. <laughs> so yeah. I think it's great to have stuff on hand. Like my go-to if I am in a hurry, in a pinch is ground beef nachos. I always have cooked ground beef in my freezer. I always have chips. And like I said, cheese is just like, <laughs> if we don't have cheese in the house, there is an emergency. So throw together some nachos. Everybody's happy. Everybody's going to eat chips and cheese all day long. <laughs> so just having a few of those in your back pocket and having those stashes in your freezer. And then I know pantry space can be hard sometimes. So, you know, working, working with the space you have, just planning a few of those meals that you can keep all the ingredients kind of there, make those days when you're just done at five o'clock really easy. That's a great idea. I guess just one that we kind of asked, have asked most of the people that we've interviewed so far is what would be your advice to like yourself as a young mom when you were first starting out? Oh boy, that's a good question. Um, I think my advice would be, oh, this is hard. <laughs> I think my advice would be to not stress so much about schedules like scheduling the the child's schedule does that <laughs> am i making <laughs> sense 
So, like, bedtime, yeah, for sure. Like, do that. Everything else, man, just chill. <laughs> just chill. Everybody's going to be fine. Everybody's going to be fine. <laughs> Naps, they can come and go. You know, they can come and go in the car or whatever. But just chill and don't stress so much about schedules. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of pressure on moms to put, like, you know, to the minute schedules for your kids. I know. I am I am just not that person. <laughs> Same. Uh, well, do you want to tell us where we can find you on all your platforms that you're on? Sure. So um, my blog is longbornfarm.com. And then all my socials, I'm at Longborn Farm. I am the most active on Instagram, so that's where I like to hang out and interact with everyone. Um, and then my cookbook, you can buy it anywhere. You can purchase books. Amazon, I think, is the easiest. Um, and then my courses are all linked either on my website or on my Instagram page. And I would encourage anyone listening to this to seriously check them out. Allie is a household name at our house. And <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> like, I seriously cannot say enough good about her stuff. Like, I seriously have gone from zero to being able to feed my family at home. Oh, so. I love that so much. Thank you. You're welcome. We hope that you enjoyed that interview as much as we enjoyed talking with Allie. Um, I know that this episode was really awesome, even for me, who's someone who's not a mom. I think she had a lot of great tips. Um, but we encourage you to go check out Allie on all of her platforms like that she mentioned, and we'll have them all linked below in the description. Uh, we'd also encourage you to go check out us on our other platforms. The blog and the Instagram will be linked down in the in description below. Um, but we would also love to hear your feedback on the podcast if you would like to leave us a uh, comment or rate and review this podcast that really helps us out and we'd really appreciate it and we will see you next week.